Hi, I'm Melanie Welch, and this is the Unmaking Me podcast. Here, we have a space to talk about the experience of transforming our lives to build a life full of joy and purpose. If you're feeling unsatisfied with your life, even though you've achieved all the things that society has wanted from you, this is a place for you. We connect about our experience as we learn, grow, and heal those tender parts of ourselves to allow for something beautiful to emerge. These are just my opinions, beliefs, and experiences, and in no way a substitute for care from your qualified healthcare provider. Hello, I'm Melanie Welch. Welcome back to Unmaking Me. I'm looking forward to a really interesting topic today. And what I'm hoping for is that we can have a bit of a discussion about this. So I'm going to present to you my take on resilience. I have been reading a lot about this for the last few weeks and have started to develop, like I'm developing a hypothesis around this, and I really want to test it with you to see if you're on the same page. So I'd love if you can would connect with me about this, and I'll let you know before the end of our session today how you can do that. But I wanted to review the topic of resilience. Here's why. I don't know about you, but this is an unprecedented time of difficulty, I would say, in my profession. I think it's true for so many professions. I think so many people are dealing with such adversity in their lives. And we're looking for ways to figure out how do we get through this? Who are the people who are successful in getting through times like this? And what are they doing to allow them to be so successful. And that's resilience. So everywhere I've looked as I've started to try to wrap my mind around who's getting by these days and how are they getting by is the topic of resilience pops up. But here's what I found out. It's way more complicated and not totally streamlined. The in the literature in this area, the perspectives on the topic of resilience are varied. I actually went into this, my research on this topic with the idea that I was going to present today's discussion on the dark side of resilience. I have seen so many people who are getting through, getting by, and they, they're so skilled at getting by and getting through that they're not able to enjoy their lives and that to have a positive experience themselves. But I'm not so sure that I completely have the same perspective now that I've read uh, about this topic. So what's interesting about the topic of resilience is there are many definitions of resilience. It's super complicated. And that's kind of why I want to have this discussion. Starting to get on the same page about what it means uh, is really important as we figure out ways to get through difficult times like this. So there are a couple of things that set me off on this road. And one of them was seeing a post. It's actually by an organization called The Open Invite. I saw it reposted on Instagram by Deepak Chopra. And there's a quote that says, you always make it through and that's your superpower. And I was reflecting on that. And that really is resilience. The most accepted definition of resilience is from the American Psychological Association. And this was in 2014. They defined resilience as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or even significant sources of stress. So that's been accepted, I think, by many. It's really like that ability to bounce back when things are challenging. And now I think what we're seeing is there's so many perspectives on the topic of resilience that this definition isn't necessarily accepted by all. There have been many phases, from what I understand, in the research around resilience, and it also is different in different sectors. So there's social sciences, medicine, psychology. Resilience really comes at the intersection of all these different domains. So it's a it's actually a super complicated topic, even though it sounds relatively simple. What really 
really got me focused on this is seeing my colleagues, and I you know, see this in my patients too, and many people I know, but seeing my colleagues in particular at a time during the pandemic where people are just putting their head down and getting through the most difficult circumstances, just continuing to get through day by day, plodding through, but what is their quality of life? What is their experience of that? Are they really doing people good by doing that? Those are the questions that I've had and I wonder what your thoughts are about this too. And that's what led me to think about resilience and is it always positive? Is it always positive to be resilient? So what I will kind of summarize for you is some of the areas of literature that I've reviewed is actually very broad this topic. So I won't be able to touch on all the perspectives on this, but I'll hopefully come to a bit of my perspective on this. And again, love to know what you think about this. So this historical perspective on resilience has been that it is this definition of bouncing back from difficult circumstances. And there have been different perspectives on this. And I think this is still evolving from what I understand, whether resilience is a trait so are you a resilient person or you're not? Or is it a process? Is it something that you can kind of learn the enact different skills and tools and resources? Like, can you draw on different resources? And that's kind of the last piece is what is the, is this a community phenomenon or a, a group phenomenon versus an individual phenomenon? So I think it's, it's actually really complicated. And I don't know that there's an agreed upon perspective on this in general. But lots of factors obviously play a role in resilience. We know that individual factors, physiology, psychological factors, social factors are huge. And then there's a huge cultural piece to this, which is, you know, what is, how is resilience defined in different cultures? What does it mean in different cultures? What does it look like? I suspect that there's a huge variety in this. And from a little bit of what I've read, that seems to be true from the literature. I think in general, there's a agreed upon perspective that resilience is not is solely an inherited or an inherent trait, that it's something that can grow and change over time, that you can learn and change resilience, which I love the topics where there's an opportunity to change. If it's something you're born with or not, and there's no opportunity to make a difference, then really there's no point in, in discussing it in a place like this podcast. But resilience certainly seems to be something that can adapt over time, which is cool. And I also always love to give you scales where you can assess your own resilience. So I wanted to mention there are numerous validated and reliable scales in this area. Probably the most accepted historically has been the Connor Davidson CD risk. So it's basically their resilience scale. There are various versions of it. There's some with two questions, some with 10 and some with 25 questions. You can find that on their website. So the researchers Connor and Davidson have a website where they uh, they, they have copyrighted this tool. And if, if someone's interested, certainly for research purposes or personal purposes, they can access it through them. But there's another tool called the Brief Resilience Scale, the BRS, which is created by Smith and colleagues. And I'll share that link. That one has been made available for free. So it's also been shown to be reliable and valid. Just a reminder that reliability is are the results the same consistently and validity is does it measure what it's we think it's measuring the brief resilience scale has been shown to be reliable and valid and that's a really brief scale really focuses on that topic of like the definition of resilience being bouncing back from adversity so it's a short scale if you're interested you can find it online and can test it out yourself to get a sense of where your level of resilience is if this is an area that you're interested in exploring but again it's focused on that one definition 
definition of resilience around kind of bouncing back from adversity. There's a fascinating paper that I've spent a lot of time reading, and I think there's just so many layers of this that I'll continue to review. It was developed after a panel discussion by several researchers in the area of resilience. It is in the European Journal of Psychotraumatology, and it's a discussion essentially between several key researchers in the area of resilience, which I found super interesting. So I would definitely encourage checking out this this article. It's it's really helped me frame my understanding of this. There, it was a question from this panel of basically how do we define resilience? What are the most important determinants of resilience? And then how are new technologies informing the science of resilience? And what are the most effective ways to enhance resilience? So lots of interesting perspectives from a number of key researchers in this area. What they do tell us in this document and in their discussion is that there's many different perspectives on this topic. The focus on this impact of stress on our lives has been significant in the literature. And this is an area that where the kind of resilience, the field of resilience has has emerged. So Dr. Stephen Southwick, who's done a lot of work in this area, and he has a number of key articles, talks about the fact that, you know, that resilience, as I mentioned, super complex topic, likely multiple factors play a role in resilience, and discusses this issue of whether it's a trait, is it a state, is it an outcome? Is it, is it a binary? Is like, is it, are you resilient or not? Or is it more of a continuum? And my take on this is, I think it has to be a continuum, especially if it's a learned process. But what I don't see necessarily discussed here is there, is there a negative side to resilience? I'm viewing a bell-shaped curve with optimal resilience at the peak of the curve, but that the more resilient you become, the worse it potentially gets in terms of life fulfillment. And I think that's really the question. Like if that were, if that is a graph, if that we're imagining this bell curve graph, what is the Y axis? What ultimately are we measuring? And for me, it's been this focus on joy and fulfillment. And so if we look at our life like that, the more resilient we are, if we're extremely resilient and able to bounce back from everything, what is our experience of that? I guess that's my question. And I'd love to know your thoughts on this because I'm seeing people who are coping with unbelievably challenging circumstances. They're getting through, but what toll does that take? What impact does it have on their relationships, on their lives? And that's one of the things that I liked about this article that I mentioned is that they talk about the fact that resilience might be high in one domain. So for example, the example I'm using, like work resilience, people are getting through doing the work caring for patients, for example, but that their resilience in other areas might not be consistent with that, like their home relationships, their life outside of work, their enjoyment, their joy, their fun, their experience of that may not necessarily be there in the same way. So it's, it's, this is what makes the concept of resilience so complicated. In this article, we see uh, Dr. George Bonanno, who's also a key researcher in the area of resilience, discuss the topic of people who thrive in the context of difficult circumstances. And this concept of thriving is another one I really want to pick up on. I don't think he actually uses the term thrive, but I see this coming through throughout is like, what is the difference between thriving and resilience? And how is coping related to that? Because I feel that and he talks about coping mechanisms, we see that some people cope very successfully with adversity, what are the ways that they do that? What are the skills and tools that they use to cope? And then is there an element than of thriving when we're coping, we're using those coping skills. This is another topic that's really a whole other discussion is the topic of coping skills and how those lead to resilience. But my theory is that people who use more positive coping skills may have a better experience as they 
as they cope with those difficult stressors. So if their resilience is based on positive coping strategies and skills, then that may lead to a more positive experience. In this same article, Dr. Rachel Yehuda, her research is in the area of of PTSD. She talks about that old Timex watch commercial that the I think the slogan was takes a licking and keep on keeps on ticking and really talks about the fact that that really is resilience and yet in with humans those difficult circumstances actually have the potential to lead to positive changes. So that she really highlights that people who experience trauma may actually be able to reintegrate their themselves, their view, view of themselves, those experiences in a way that actually leads to a positive outcome from that that difficult event. It doesn't mean all of the outcomes are positive when a person has had a traumatic event, but that some people are able to metabolize those circumstances and turn it into something positive in their lives. And and I'm really interested in that concept. The idea, that idea is really like, that's kind of how I see thriving is that people can grow from those difficult experiences. And what are the factors that lead people to grow from those difficult experiences? Then there's a discussion in this article from Dr. Ann Mastin. She talks about, she does a lot of research with children and adolescents and talks about the concept of resilience as that of a system. So her definition is that it refers to the capacity of a dynamic system to adapt successfully to disturbances that threaten the viability, the function, or the development of that system. And this, I think, really highlights the fact, the complexity of this topic, that whether that system is a human or a family or a society, what are the strategies, tools, and resources that that group draws on to to cope with difficult circumstances and potentially then to thrive in those difficult circumstances? Dr. Catherine Panter-Brick is another one of the researchers in this article, and she shares her definition, which is that resilience is a process to harness resources to sustain well-being. So this is another element of this concept of resilience, is what are our skills in drawing on our resources? And then she focuses on sustaining well-being, which I love this piece as well. The idea that resilience isn't just bouncing back from the circumstances, it's actually maintaining well-being in some way. So that's maybe in this case, if we're looking at that bell curve, that it is on, that's on the y-axis, that it's well-being, that well-being is the measurement that we're actually looking to optimize. And so that resilience isn't just survival, it's actually optimizing well-being. And in this case, I really like how she draws on the idea that this is use of resources, it's drawing on resources. There's a further discussion in this article about what are the determinants of resilience. And there are likely many, of course, with this complexity of this topic, but different researchers have spoken about the biological aspects. Obviously, there's probably genetic that lead some people to be more resilient than others. There are systems elements, there are no doubt cultural pieces. And this is one of the pieces I wanted to highlight. Dr. Panter Brick in this discussion talks about the fact that in the work she's done with Afghan individuals, Afghan families, that the word that means resilience for them is hope, which I love the positive aspect of this is that there is that desire to move forward harness resources to keep going and focus on the future, which I think is is a really lovely perspective on this. And the idea of meaning making as well, which hasn't come into this discussion yet, but I think that's another piece of resilience is that, and we've seen that in literature on any number of traumatic topics, grief and other areas where if there's meaning, if we can make meaning of a circumstance, and again, then sort of hopefully harness that for growth, then that allows us to see the potential positives that may come out of it. So I do think there's an element of meaning making that 
ties into the concept of resilience. There's an element of optimism in the definition of resilience that I think is really important to highlight. That the definition of resilience that seems to be used the most in the the literature has an element of optimism built in. And this is, I think, a key piece. And there are some researchers that have shown that people who have more inherent optimism are more resilient. So I don't know if it's a confounder or how exactly it's tied into the topic, but there's definitely this association with optimism. And I think that comes into the topic, again, of thriving. The idea that resilience isn't just getting through, it's actually making something new out of those difficult circumstances. The other fascinating aspect of this is in this discussion, the researchers in this area talk about the role of of biology and actually of biomarkers in measuring resilience, which I think is also fascinating. And I had not even considered this possibility. But of course, there are many markers of stress in the body. And if we can identify key stress markers, whether that's vital signs like blood pressure or heart rate, whether it's the release of stress hormones like cortisol, whether that's in functioning of the immune system or other aspects of epigenetics like gene methylation. When we identify what key biomarkers are, then we can actually measure those over time as we see that people are, are, are taking part in activities that may improve their resilience. And this is a really exciting idea that I hadn't considered. One of the other key pieces here that I think is so important is that humans in general are resilient. We're naturally resilient. We're, we have evolved to be resilient, to manage different circumstances. And I think this is a a key piece that recognizing that people naturally have these skills and strategies and enhancing that and improving their tools to manage may be part of that. But this comes back to the question of what are we really measuring? Like if we're just getting through, is that truly resilience? Or, you know, how do we measure thriving? How do we measure when people have taken a difficult circumstance, learned from it, changed their life, and made changes as a result of that? What is the measure that we're actually looking for? Is it joy? Is it fulfillment? Is it meaning? So those are the pieces I think I'm really interested in. And what is the relationship of resilience with those other aspects? In this article, Dr. Panter Brick talks about the idea that we need to listen to what people have to say about their lives and understand what's important for them, that resilience is really about achieving a good enough life, in quotation marks, and that's going to be individual. We as individuals have to decide for ourselves what our good enough life is and what we're actually trying to get through to. And I think this concept around making sense of our lives, living a good enough life, for many of us that might be hope and dignity. I think the idea that that hopeful element to the concept of resilience is, I, I hadn't considered it, and it's so important. It's such an integral to the model of what are we aiming for with resilience? Is it just continuing to get through the day and continuing to produce? Is that what resilience means? Is it continuing to show up? whether that's for work, you know, continue to be there? Is it the actions or is there an inherent internal element to this around our experience of it? Is experiencing it positively? Is an optimistic approach? Is is joy a part of resilience? I'd love to know your thoughts on this. And if we think about how to enhance resilience for looking at it from that perspective. One of the key themes that comes out in everything I read about it is the social aspect of us as humans. We are social creatures. Resilience actually is a cultural and social phenomenon that relies upon communities and resources that aren't just individual, that it's embedded in the the communities, the groups, the families that we live and work and play in, and that resilience is embedded in culture. It depends on what we value 
and obviously different cultures are going to have a broad range of different values and different resources to be able to access those. So I think that this element of resilience as being tied to humans in groups and communities is really critical. So that was a lot of my thoughts on this topic. <laughs> the gist concept of resilience is way more complicated than I ever imagined actually, but it's also really fascinating and it's so nuanced that for me, as I review all of this, I think what comes out for me is an interest in the topic of thriving. What does that mean? What does it mean to actually not only get through a difficult time, not only bounce back, not only be resilient, but actually take whatever those circumstances are and improve our experience, our lives, our relationships in some way. And that's a piece that I want to continue to focus on. And I think that relates so much to so many of the topics I've discussed on the podcast, the circumstances that people find themselves in that then propel them forward to transform their lives, to change some aspect of themselves. So I think resilience is embedded in that and there's more to it than that as well. There's an element of thriving that I think is so interesting. I would love to know your thoughts on that. I would really be curious to understand what resilience means to you. One of the challenges is this perspective of the dark side of resilience, the idea that people can just cope with any circumstance and that they may, as a result of that, because they're so resilient and have coping mechanisms and skills, they may cope in ways to continue to get through and bounce back that aren't necessarily healthy and don't lead to a healthy your life don't lead to more well-being don't lead to more joy that in itself is my concern with the question of the dark side of resilience i'm not the only one who's had this question there's an article by harvard business review called the dark side of, of resilience and a number of other similar perspectives on this that resilience may not always be as positive as we make it out to be, even though there's this positive thriving aspect that comes out in the literature around resilience. So I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Is resilience always positive? Is getting through those hard times always good? Or are there times when it's not? Are there times when there's still skill development to be had? What is the y-axis on that graph? What are we actually aiming to achieve as we get through those circumstances? What are we aiming for? What is our ultimate goal? Is it joy? Is it well-being? Is it happiness? What is that y-axis on the graph? Let me know what your thoughts are. I'd love to connect with you about this topic and I will deep dive further into this as we move forward. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I am so appreciative when you come and listen to the podcast. It means so much to me and I'd love to get your feedback. So connect with me on Instagram. I'm at melanie.3 and please rate and review the podcast. I love your feedback and do subscribe if you enjoy it. Maybe share it with a friend who you think might benefit. So today's tool for transformation is an exercise at finding the silver linings in a situation. So I have a friend who's in fact become a running joke that she can find the silver lining in any situation. She's a really optimistic person and it turns out that this is an evidence-based practice. There are a number of studies that are linked in the show notes that show that having a practice of seeing the silver lining in those annoying, difficult day-to-day situations can make you more positive and more optimistic and we know that's linked to resilience. So how do you do it? Well, get in a good frame of mind, get in a place you feel comfortable, maybe think about some things you're grateful for and then grab a, a pen and a piece of paper and write down a situation where something didn't go your way. Just describe it briefly and then kind of force yourself to find three silver linings in that situation. So three things that can help you see the bright side. So if your car got a flat tire this morning, maybe it allowed you to take a longer time to drink a cup of coffee. Maybe uh, it, your tire needed to be fixed anyway because you know it was getting close to being run down. And 
Maybe that flat tire allowed you to meet a nice person at the tire shop. Whatever it is, think about three silver linings and do this over about a three week period and see what difference it makes. I look forward to hearing how this experience goes for you. Let me know, keep me posted how things go and I'll see you back here next week.